0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to No Sleep on CWR Talk Network. How's everyone doing tonight? Pretty good. Good. (laughs) Good. Good. We got the whole team here today. (laughs) I know the last couple weeks has been a little crazy. We had uh, a couple of us that were out and we couldn't have a show, and we had technical difficulties last week. So I'm glad that everyone is back and we're ready to go. So tonight we're Definitely. talking a little bit about millennials and food. So I guess we can start weighing in, um, with, uh, maybe if anybody, does anybody have a, a certain way of eating? Like I think Malcolm, didn't you say that you're vegan? Yeah. So, you that. Yeah, that's
1: all good. Oh,
2: that's that I like talking about, <laughs> talking about discussing my vegan journey, you know, so, I. Uh, I want to say I've been doing this for about five years, but initially I had a vegetarian diet, and I started that back in uh, undergrad, uh, probably back in, like, 2011. And I was just looking for healthier living habits and um, uh, a sense of discipline in my life, you know, and I felt like I was kind of killing two birds with one stone by trying out a vegetarian diet so as I began to uh, involve myself with this lifestyle I mean I uh, started reading more on uh, different diets and I didn't know what a vegan was at first you know people used to ask me are you vegetarian or are you vegan and so I had to really go ahead and do my research and find out what exactly a vegan was and uh, as as I further you know investigated you know the lifestyle you know it seemed like something that just uh, made sense it came natural to me so uh been doing it for quite a while and you know you get a lot of uh, questions about you know what foods are what can you eat because for a lot of people it seems like if meat is not on their plate then like uh their mind is oblivious to what else is out there to eat you know, so I mm-hmm. I felt like I've really just taught myself all over again about food, and you know, came across names of food that i would never even heard of before, didn't even know existed on this planet, you know. And it's just a it's, it's a whole learning experience that uh that I went through. But I recommend it for anybody that's looking for a healthier
3: living habit.
0: That's awesome. How do you find places to eat, like when you're out and you don't have and
2: to eat cook? And the thing is, like, I, don't, I do a lot, lot of cooking people? now. So since since I've taken on this diet, I uh, I rarely go out. And if I do go out to eat, it's somewhere where I know that uh, we'll cook. Um, like uh, like I, go, I can go to a Mexican restaurant where I know that it's going to be something with a lot of peppers and onions or maybe they may have squash and mm-hmm. zucchini. And I can, like, finesse a little vegan meal, you know, from uh, from their uh, selection. But, you know, I really enjoy cooking my own meals because I know exactly what is going into it. And the thing, uh, well, understanding how those things will uh, potentially affect my body. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so cool.
4: I'm definitely one of those people who are completely oblivious to a plate without meat on it. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> and I I, just, I love all food and I don't know I this is how I know I lack all discipline in my life because I could cut out sugar. I could cut out like basic things with food, but I I I could not and I try so hard or I have like maybe a day or two but just the idea that I admire people who can discipline themselves around food because not, I'm not that person. I feel like I'm cheated if I try to fast or keep something from myself. So how did you even get to be a vegetarian? Like what, what put you on that path? How did you, like, it, have you always been that disciplined focus to where you could just, I don't need this meat, <laughs> I don't so, need cheese?
2: Right. Right. So fires with the vegetarian. So th- this happened. This was, I guess, we could say this was something in the making already. So growing up, I used to uh, choose one month out of the year, just one month. I would pick that one month, and during that one month, I would not eat any meat for that entire month. Uh, wow. And um, as what I was noticing was that once the month was had um, completed. I my I was not like craving meat, you know, with my meals still. You know, I would mm-hmm. still go on with a vegetarian diet, and it I, I tried it. I actually tried it out when I probably was like in seventh grade uh, to maintain the vegetarian diet, but and I was able to do it for a few months, but I I returned back to eating meat, but. And college, I'll say, you know what, I'm, I I I want to try this for an entire year. You know, if I if I can discipline myself enough to do a vegetarian diet for an entire year, I know that mm-hmm. I have, you know, the discipline that is needed in in this world. So, I did it for a year, and it was it it felt so natural. I wasn't forcing myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I I think that's what that's that's what makes me um uh uh. Want to just continue because it's not a force, you know. It's not something that I am uh, pressured into by friends or family or anything. It's just something I feel that just comes natural to me.
4: Mhm. So, what was your first vegetarian meal?
2: Like, where would
4: you, where would you suggest somewhere someone start? Like, if they're want oh, okay. so so the to start like, something like that.
2: As far as vegetarian goes, like, think of, think of a vegetarian diet is, as you're eating. Uh, all the sides at at the cookout, you know, so I would eat, I would eat still macaroni and cheese. I would still eat, uh, uh, the pasta salad. As long as, as long as it didn't have meat in it, I was still eating it, you know, Mm -hmm. with my vegetarian diet. As long as, as long as there wasn't any chicken or steaks or, uh, I wasn't eating, I was never eating pork, but as long as those things were available, the other things were available, you know. I would, I would eat it. And for some people, those things wouldn't be enough. They, they need to have uh, some type of meat present. And for for me, it wasn't like that.
5: Shondrea, have you ever had tofu?
4: I have, like in miso soup. But that's still not enough for me. Like I need as, I, I, at this point, I think it's the texture of meat for me. Like it's not even okay. like what it's giving me. I know how to make <sighs> things taste similar to meat. I just it's been a part of my life for so long. <laughs> I do <laughs> want to plant based yeah. meat though,
5: and it's still. Yeah, the oh. plant-based meat is really good, like the veggie burger. I'm Malcolm. I'm sure you've had some, but like mushroom burgers, I mean,
1: mm. you would
5: never be able to tell a difference if you didn't know. I feel like right. some of them, they're like spot on. Right. Have uh, you
3: I had think... the
0: mushroom burger at uh at the root? Because if you had not you try it. Really
4: good. Always it's get the really Diablo good. burger with all the meat, and then that marmalade sauce that they have on there. <laughs> see, uh, see,
2: is that it, see? I look at food. I look at food differently now, you know. And that's another thing that I like. If they're planning on making transitions to change in their um, diet and changing their eating habits the thing that's going to have to change before all of that is their state of mind, you know? Right. They can't have, they can't into, oh, I'm about to be a vegan today, you know, or I'm about to just change, change be a vegetarian today because you, you may, you may do it for a few days, but if your mindset, if you didn't change your mind uh, state uh, as far as your understanding of why you want to do it, um, you know, the benefits behind it, uh, researching, you know, information about it, you're going to eventually go back to those same habits. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that's like, hey, I heard doing this, you know, you could lose weight. So as soon as after you lost a little bit of weight that you wanted to lose, you know, you're going to go right back mm-hmm. to eating. You know? So your right. mindset has changed. Do y'all think that people are addicted to food? Like uh, they, people are addicted to drugs?
1: Guilty. Of Guilty. Of course.
6: Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely. No yeah, People are addicted to food. It's a hard a hard thing to make for me I, think it, I actually oh, took go ahead. Like baby steps. No, I'm so saying I actually took like baby steps with my diets. So like right now I'm pescatarian. I only eat seafood. Right. But
1: mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm.
6: ten years ago I was eating everything up under the sun. I was a you know, a regular carnivore. But, you know, as I educated myself, I started to give up things. So I've never eaten pork, so that was easy because I I never really, you know, enjoyed the taste of it. I was never addicted to it. But I started off with, like, red meat. I stopped eating Mm -hmm. red meat because it was just so heavy. And then that transitioned into uh, giving up the white meat, like the chickens and the the turkey. And uh, now I'm just pescatarian. My wife and I, we only eat seafood. She wants to eventually get to, you know, uh, being a vegan dude, I love cheese and eggs and butter too much, but, you know, Mm. looking at the trend (laughs) over the past 10 years, you know, I've adjusted over time. So I think there's a time where I'll get to, you know, full-blown vegetarian or vegan, but just, just not now, definitely not now. Too Mm addicted. That's how
1: I feel with giving up
4: meat. Cause I, 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 I've taken, like, I took an eating culture class, this anthropology class, where we, like, looked at why certain cultures have certain diets and, like, what those diets have done for different cultures. And for me, instead of being like, oh, I should think more about what I eat, I was just like, oh, I should eat things from all of these cultures to just, you know, Pay homage to them. Like I'm <laughs> celebrating food. <laughs> like I'm just gonna nah. eat everything there. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm the I same think... way as you. When I travel, my favorite thing to do sometimes is to go to their grocery stores, like in different mm-hmm. countries, to see what kind of food. Get. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I think, Malcolm, I was gonna err. Yeah, actually. Anybody I was going to ask, because I know me a few times, I've just completely cut meat out, and I feel like my body functions better when I'm not eating meat, but at the same time, it's kind of an addiction, because after, you know, three or four weeks, I'm back eating it again, and it's like this cycle that I can't really break. But when I am not, but I do find out when I'm eating like a really plant based diet and not eating the meat and stuff, I just feel like my mind is clear, my body functions better. I'm just all around better. So did you do you guys heard have you noticed that?
2: Yeah, most definitely. I, I I have a lot more energy, you know, and I I follow the the as far as what my vegan diet goes. I follow the teachings of the uh late great Dr. Saby he spoke on That's what um I was gonna
1: ask you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely follow follow his teachers and his and his message, you know, it's just about healing ourselves through food, you know, like mm. not having to spend not having to spend like uh large sums of money at doctor, in doctors offices when you can, you know, just simply change up how you eat and prevent certain, uh, illnesses from, um, taking place within your body. And it it makes so much sense because I see the diet of eating three meals a day, eating snacks in between, you know, it, it it has shown and continues to show that it, it, it creates health problems, you know, eating whatever you want, you know, it's going to create health problems in the end, obesity, um, uh, at, at young ages in, um, from obesity, you got high blood pressure, uh, uh, diabetes, you know, all these different type of illnesses that I'm trying to avoid. I like maybe the generation before me, you know, and, and my family, you know, that they, they didn't mind, you know, taking pills, you know, and every day, you know, to, uh, uh, fight off these uh, illnesses and everything but I have a problem with it <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. I I'm like, I don't want to be that person having to take pills for this and pills for that because I didn't want to change up how I was eating.
5: I totally agree Malcolm. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I do right? too. I hate <laughs>
4: taking pills and I have like health issues so I like but I, I would rather change my lifestyle and work out more to like get rid of those than try to put different toxins in my body that I'm only going to need another medicine to fight whatever side effects that that gives me.
2: So, exactly. It's like a cycle. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Right. So I I really do need to, like, and I I've seen that, like, Whenever I research my illness, like, dietary changes, like, hey, eat better, work out, and right. I'm still like, okay, I'll do all that other stuff, but what I'm not going to do is give up food, and this conversation is actually making me feel pretty attacked, but you know what? I'm going to receive this
1: information, <laughs> and I'm just going to try to <laughs>
4: Oh, I haven't had a steak in so long, and I've been craving one. That's how I know that I'm addicted to things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and that's,
2: and that's the, right, right. And that's that's the, that's why we that's why I ask the question, do you you think food is a drug? Because it it, are, it oh yeah, it has it has it has got to the point where at least where I see where the same way that people can say cigarettes are bad for you, you know, smoking cigarettes, and they can put. In right in front of your face, commercials about
1: uh, Mm -hmm. what these
2: cigarettes will do to your body and how it will eventually eventually happen to you. But people can will still go out there and smoke cigarettes, you know. And then you take you take that same understanding about like let's take McDonald's for instance. You know, McDonald's has always been considered like the worst fast food, you know, or the fast Mm -hmm. food not to eat. All of them probably fall into the same category. I don't know why they pick right. up McDonald's so much. But they, McDonald's can go ahead and advertise their fries or their burger or their new bacon this, you know, and it's dripping on the television screen. And same same way that we understand that those cigarettes are bad, we understand that this, that, uh, this meal from McDonald's, this fast food meal, will also, you know, do damage to our body. But... We find our ways back into the stores for a pack of cigarettes and back into McDonald's for a super size mm-hmm. you
1: know. <laughs> and those
0: McDonald's commercials look so good and then when you get it it looks so gross and dry. Because
2: because they know they got you. They know they like, yes, we got this person, they already hooked. We are <laughs> right. We, we just gonna put it out in front of their face. and they they're they not gonna have the willpower to say no. Right. They actually
6: hire people to stage their food in those commercials. Most of the time, it's not like real food. Like they'll right.
2: They make it feel it. It.
6: Every what? sesame on the sesame seed bun, or you know, they'll like put like wow. filler in the pancake stacks to make it look like a huge stack. Yeah, just research it. Like that's an actual job. People that make food look good on television. That's why I never look. at the of their marketing, to get the real deal. It. Wow! Yeah. I'm in the wrong business,
4: <laughs> right? <laughs> I could just be decorating fast food for a living. <laughs> I think with I the think addiction
0: people should start educating you, themselves. Yeah. No,
6: go ahead. Go I ahead. think
0: no. I was just going to say with the addiction thing, I think a really good example of it, kind of like how you have McDonald's and stuff, would be things like Coca-Cola and sodas. Because you know, like you've seen so many times that people have corroded car batteries and stuff with Mm Coca-Cola, and again, we keep putting it into our body. And then the second that you want to quit drinking it, you have the worst headaches of your life for days, and you just go back to drinking it because you don't want to deal with that.
2: Yeah, it's like your body going through withdrawal. You're an addict. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's okay so crazy. It's literally yeah. what it is. <laughs> Same.
5: <laughs> coffee is my my addiction for sure.
2: Yeah. I, I tried. I, to, I tried to, to it switch my grandma wanted some tea instead of doing coffee in the morning.
1: Look, I gave it up. What do you, do you, you, do 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 you do? Think one day? It man. did not work.
2: <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs>
4: It didn't. But I'm not on Red Bulls anymore, so I like I feel like I've oh made my gosh, a step. Oh, those are the worst. Those are the worst. Those are so bad. <laughs> I
1: know.
4: I know. I'm horrible to myself. <laughs> I want to do better, but I think subconsciously I just really enjoy, like, living a reckless lifestyle when it comes to my diet. But
1: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> what what I think but keep what I, what people from to, uh, doing yeah, that. You said what? That's what I think, like, it keep, definitely keeps me from it. From, like, I try and eat as healthy as I can, but I remember when I really dove into it, like learning all the things that you can make that are bad for you, but with healthier ingredients, it's just Mm -hmm. a lot more effort. And so it it keeps me from wanting to do that every time because I'm like, okay, I have to substitute this ingredient and make sure sometimes I can't find it at Kroger. So I have to go somewhere Mm -hmm.
1: else.
5: Just convenience.
6: Yeah. I I I feel like that will save me. Oh, go ahead, Norelle. Did you guys notice that it's terribly expensive to eat healthy as well? Oh, yes.
1: yes.
6: And I feel like it's designed that way to keep people, you know, sick. It's hard mm-hmm. for you to tell someone, like, hey, you shouldn't eat, you know, this uh, lettuce because it's, you know, has pesticides all over it. But then the organic lettuce is, you know, three times the price of the, the regular lettuce. It's right. hard to tell people that, you know. That's what you're supposed to get when you're just eating the live basically. So I think right. they I and they're doing
4: all this at the same time they're like increasing health care costs
2: too, so right.
4: <laughs> I it's, think it's, it's all, higher uh, to eat healthy.
0: <laughs> oh go ahead. I think it's all a conspiracy, y'all. <laughs> I'm,
2: a, I'm 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 near with you.
1: <laughs> Me too. No, I really I really
0: do. I think it's all related. But back to what you were saying, Norvell, is um I was going to say, when I was in college, I was a personal trainer at a gym, and I met with a lady on her diet, and I was trying to come up with a meal plan to get her to eat more vegetables and all of these things, and she looked at me, and she said, but why would I go buy this vegetable, which is going to cost me, you know, $3 for just one vegetable when I can go order off the dollar menu and leave and spend $3? dollars hmm Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like so That's why if
6: people eat fast food, because for the yep. same $5, you can go to McDonald's and get, you know, two double cheeseburgers, you know, two large fries for 5 bucks on the dollar menu, versus that same $5 only gets you, you know, a couple of tomatoes at, at Whole Foods. Right, right. Yeah. And then
4: they're putting dollar stores in neighborhoods instead of like actual grocery stores that have fresh produce as well. So if you live in a food desert, you don't even have access to healthy and nutritious food unless you're driving miles out and you might not have transportation because it really affects like low income neighborhoods and people like that.
0: Do you notice it's sad? It's really sad, but my boyfriend and I, when we we go to Memphis a lot and stuff like that and when we're in certain Uh
6: oh, did we live there? Yeah, but you lost her.
0: <laughs> but lower income. We won't go into the grocery store because we know it's gonna be, you know, sugar filled snacks, jungle juice, like just terrible <laughs> terrible things mm-hmm. that we don't want to put in our body. And it's like the availability of healthy quality food is not in Lower income
6: areas Right Well it's designed based on the demographic That that makes sense mm-hmm. That's why it is a conspiracy Because if you go into the lower income neighborhoods You go into the grocery store The same Kroger that's in your neighborhood Looks totally different The Kroger in your neighborhood looks like a hope mm-hmm. Versus when you go to the hood Kroger you know it's all dilapidated And you can't find any good produce in there It's, it's designed right. that way for sure
4: They have furniture in our Kroger out here Like <laughs> But in the Kroger, in, like, a a poorer neighborhood, they wouldn't even have, like, a good produce section or just options, you know?
1: It's crazy. It really is.
0: We have to cut you a quick commercial break. So if we have anyone that has any questions or comments that want to call in, the number is 917-889-8078.
3: Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money
4: in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org.
3: Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool,
1: oh.
3: and there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings, and another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? then there's the ceremonial nightcap so what are we doing this weekend and lastly it's back to the car which if you're buzzed could be the most expensive night of your life getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around ten thousand dollars in fines legal fees and increased insurance rates Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment, like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group, gender-wise and racially, that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for no sleep, shattering millennial misconceptions. survive.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Just want to remind everyone that the lines are open. If we have anyone that wants to call in, 917-889-8078. And we will jump back into millennials and food. I know that, uh, Shondria, you were speaking before we had gone to commercial break, and I didn't mean to cut you off, so I wanted to let you finish anything that you were talking about or if anyone else had any comments. Uh, related
4: to what we
1: were talking about. I was just going
4: to say, like, one thing I've been talking, or I have spoken with my fiancé about, because he regularly points out my food addiction and how I always have or want food or am thinking about a different way to make a food. (laughs) And one thing that uh, we kind of came to terms with is that food reminds me of happy times that I've had in my life. And so because I, I associate food with happiness, it's like, I don't know, some kind of, that that's where my connection to it stems from. Like I feel like if I have food, I can be happy because it reminds me of having good times with family or something fun that I've done. And so I can see where like my addiction to food stems from because I have lived like not your traditional life. And I have formed, like, my opinions of things around what makes me the happiest. And food has been the hardest thing for me to, like, tear myself away from. And so being able to have this conversation with other people about, like, what food has meant for them and everything, like, that's just so cool. And I'm really receiving this information, even though, you know, I still feel (laughs) attacked.
2: Yeah, what you're saying make a lot of sense to me and respect respect to uh my friends who uh who, who know me well and understand the reasons behind me uh switching to the diet that I have now and what I will potentially want uh the diet I potentially will want my children to have. I remember having this one conversation with a with a friend of mine and he was trying he was explaining to me that how uh how he felt when he when he used to leave school early or skip school to and go get uh, a slice of cheese pizza. He could not get it he could not get the thought out of his mind that wow Malcolm, your kids are not gonna be able to experience what a cheese pizza tastes like, you know. Uh <laughs> to him that was to him that was just the wildest thing, you know, because he understood how that that moment of eating the cheese pizza, you know, felt for him. Mm-hmm. To me, it, um, I'm not just thinking of the moment, you know, you know, I'm thinking of, right, uh, you know, uh, uh, the future, you know, how, how, how that the grease and the dough and the cheese, how it can, you know, what can it cause in the end, you know, and me just making a decision based off of. You know, logic. I, I I would like to I would like to think.
4: Right, right. One thing that I can say I've done that with is bacon, because when I eat bacon, or when I I haven't eaten it for a long time. And it was one of my favorite foods for 27 of the 28 years of my life and but when i started eating it this past year it's like i would think about like what is this grease doing to my arteries right now and it's like i kind of it was like psychosomatic that i would feel, i felt like i would feel it clogging my arteries as i was eating it and so because i was thinking so much of the damage that that piece of bacon could do to my body it made me take that out of my life and so now i just need to think of more food to that way <laughs> <laughs>
6: For me, I think it's all about moderation. I feel like people can, you know, eat what they want, but it just has to be in, in moderation. I feel like you can be, you know, somewhat healthy as long as you're thinking about moderation. Like, for me, when I was eating uh, other different types of meat other than seafood, I would, you know, five days out of the week, sometimes six, you know, only eat pretty much a vegan diet. i will eat a lot of quinoa, lentils. Uh, sweet potatoes, and salad, you know, like leafy green vegetables. And I would do that. Like, I would discipline myself to do that six days out of the week. And then on that seventh day, like, I would go hard. Like, I would eat anything that I want to. I'd get a big old cup of coffee, cinnamon rolls, donuts, cakes and pies, an entire pizza. Like, I would eat until I was, like, disgusted with myself.
3: And then I <laughs> would hold me
6: over for another six days. And then I would get back <laughs> on my diet. And I really didn't gain any weight. I was actually, like, in the best shape of my life. So... I feel like in huh. moderation they can work but uh as long as you don't go overboard.
2: I think I I agree with moderations as well, but moderations to me of the right foods uh I would agree with. You know, not just moderations with anything, you know. I don't I think there should be restrictions in, in, in diets, you know. Uh some foods just should not be consumed, you know, and some people may think differently, like, nah, you can consume those foods, you know, cause you know, you just can't have too much of them, you know, and you could, or you can drink certain substances, but you just can't have too much of it. Like I see no, no reason for, for alcohol, you know, like it in moderation and, or, or uh, uh frequently, you know, it, I don't see how it benefits, you know, a individuals' um, well-being. You know, so, so some things that um, are out there just uh, should just be left out there and not and never put into your body.
4: No, no, I know a lot <laughs> of old people that will swear red wine or a glass of whiskey at the end of like the week is the key to a, lo- a long
2: lifestyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when they say it's, poss- is red I mean, it's possible the that
2: they that they survived like uh, that they survived these ways um but uh, not to say that their way that their ways were uh were best for them
4: right right,
0: I think I agree with both of you guys me um I kind of had. I think when I was growing up, we never ate out because, well, we were poor, and we just didn't eat out. My mom was at home, so she cooked. And so Mm -hmm. we used to, every Friday, we would go up to my dad at work, and he would give us, like, $10, and that was our day that we could go have fast food. And I could pick whatever kind of fast food I wanted, you know, whatever it was, I could have it. And so for me, it was kind of a reward or if something, I did something good or I had a really good report card, my dad would give us like 10 bucks and we would go to the store or we would go, you know, and I could have whatever I wanted, whether it was McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever. So it was kind of a reward for me. But I do agree with uh, like the moderation too, because me recently, in the last six months, I've lost 75
2: pounds.
1: Jeez. Oh, wow. Wow. yeah, that's impressive, right? <laughs> see, I need <laughs> I need, I need one of those answer. applause buttons over here. So when people say right. stuff like, I'm
0: just... <laughs> that's I know, I feel like I need to update my picture on the website, y'all. But um, didn't. I didn't necessarily cut out anything, really. I just went in moderation, and I. I eat a lot less. I only eat when I'm hungry. And I know my body responds differently to certain types of things because sometimes I box. And so when I go boxing, sometimes if I'm really struggling, I'll kind of think about it. And I'll be like, well, you know, shit, what did I eat last night? And then I'll be like, wow, you know, I I ate this. And that's probably why my body is just not operating right. So, And I think that there's things that we shouldn't eat too because if you look at it, there's a lot of things that, we sell in grocery stores, or we serve in restaurants here that don't pass standards in other countries. Right. So it makes you think: why Why are we eating it, or why is it
4: available here? Mm-hmm. Because capitalism.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's a billion-dollar industry.
4: Yeah. That's one of the biggest things I'm worried about with traveling abroad too. Is not having access to the snacks that I'm used to here and I feel like I have withdrawals for everything I know I have withdrawals mm-hmm. for coffee because my doctor told me so but like with certain sugars and maybe even high fructose corn syrup because that's illegal in some places like I don't know right. how I'm going to survive without that because I'm pretty sure it's illegal where I'm
1: going <laughs> yeah it it, 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 in, in and in those water. things
2: like that are inside foods mm-hmm. like high corn syrup, you know, and uh they they're in they're just in uh so many foods that in, in beverages that we consume that people consume that to get away from it, you know, it'd be it's similar to somebody that's getting off of an addictive an addictive drug, you know. Mm-hmm. the body would at any moment just start breaking down you know because they need those things back into their body so I enjoy it but since I've been doing this for uh, such a long time you know going out of the country and all I need really is a a public market or something you know I could grab some fresh fruits and vegetables and whatnot and you know depending where I'm staying hopefully I'm staying in a place where it's a kitchen you know and I would Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy cooking
5: <laughs> well and shandrea i was worried about that too going abroad because you know like americans love what they you know want like specifically from grocery right. stores and um but i think the trade-off was like the fr- i mean depending on where you're at but the fresh fruit when I lived in Colombia, yes. I had fresh squeezed juice every day and
1: it was that amazing, sounds amazing. So <laughs> was,
5: Yeah, and that was just normal for them. So I always thought about that stuff because if you buy freshly squeezed juice here it's like five dollars and it costs mm-hmm. probably less than a dollar I think there. So I always right. think about that, like, okay, what am I getting even though I don't get, you know, my dark chocolate that I could ever find, at least I'm getting, like, freshly squeezed juice that people would actually pay a ton of money for because they can't get it here.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And they have, like,
5: tons of fruit and things like that, too, that we don't have, and that's always fun to try that new stuff because... Some of it's really exotic,
2: too. Mm-hmm. Right, we gotta understand. Like, it's, it's all a business at the end of the day, you know. From if you look at things now, packaging now, you know, it's either saying like non-GMO, uh, vegan, um, mm-hmm. you know,
1: or gluten
2: free. Gluten free. Right. It, it's, it's putting these things on the packages uh, now, um, one to just uh, give people. Uh, heads up of what's going on with, with this particular um, uh, item and others for marketing reasons. You know, we want, you know, people to buy our product. What's what's the best way to get people to feel comfortable, you know, buying our product? Well, we're going to attach these different labels to it, you know, and,
1: mm-hmm. and, and um, no
2: offer, them, for offer them, like, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: with us. You know, so they people come to the store now and it's like, oh, this is this says organic. And then we could even now that now that now that we've done that, we could even mark it up, you know, because people are going to to pay more to uh, eat healthier, you know. So that's Mm -hmm. why you see a lot of people saying, like, yeah, I can't do the diet because that diet is so expensive and you know it costs. Listen, I know meals that cost a lot less, you got to know how to shop. So that was another thing I had to learn. I had to learn how to shop as a vegan, you know, yeah, where I'm not sure. paying ridiculous amounts of money uh, right. for, for 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 meals, you know, uh, and I could still uh, eat good at a cheap at a cheap vegan rate.
4: You need to put together a cookbook, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I, all he
6: does
4: have a shop. Moderation.
5: You mm-hmm. just,
1: like, I, that would be a good the I a tried to,
5: though. Um, though I try to convince myself more Of eating healthy was just by like Okay when I pick out beans I'll pick low sodium beans And be mindful of like that stuff So at least I'm thinking about it in one way Instead of not cutting out meat completely Because yeah that is hard but I've
4: never picked out beans before. I don't even know what that means. <laughs>
1: like candy beans? <laughs> you I
5: don't even know what that means. I, I don't I, I like chili
4: I'm beans, beans or garbanzo beans. I chili. I feel like that's a sin, and I don't even believe it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's the last
1: wow. I've ever this had. Going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, beans don't go into chili. <laughs> <laughs> I never
5: thought of anyone else. I always thought everyone had beans in their chili.
4: <laughs> oh, man. <What>? Oh.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's how, I mean, all, like, maybe that's a Midwest thing, but every Midwestern person that's cooked me chili, there's always beans in it.
6: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty kidding. sure everybody I know makes no, chili with beans anything.
4: in it. I just always pick the beans out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I picked the,
6: the chili out. I hate chili. You, I, but, I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. No, I hate chili. Uh, I think because I was traumatized. Like my
1: okay, made chili sense. we
6: had to eat when I was a kid, it was terrible. We had to eat it. And I'm like, um, I'm, I'm never eating chili again. So yeah, never, ever.
4: That's how I feel about it. <laughs> That's how mac I am cheese. with Coke. <laughs> me too. I hate mac and cheese and people judge me, me, for, me for hating mac and cheese. cheese. I, <laughs> uh, I just I can't do it.
0: It's just I don't find it appealing whatsoever. It's just gross to me. No. I'm I think maybe because I ate it
4: person. a lot when I was growing up. Mhm. Same here. I'm not I a love cheese pe- per- I'm not a cheese person. I'm not a Coke person. My mom only drank Cokes as a kid and now I will never drink a Coke <laughs> because I, I just can't. That that's, that was my whole childhood and just the Coke label upsets me. So at least yeah. I won't be eroding my liver <laughs> with Coke.
0: cola <laughs> is terrible for you and it is so unbelievably addictive. I used to be addicted to it and I know when I quit I had a headache for about three days straight.
1: Oh, and and then after
0: I tried it, maybe like six months later my mom would come down to visit and she got a coke and she was like I was so thirsty and she's like, Come on, Kylie, just take one drink of it. It tasted <laughs> like
1: thick oil.
0: It was so disgusting. I, I totally I agree, agree I have a with you, you Kylie. Guys. Yeah, what
6: I got a, I got a question for you guys. Is it soda or pop? Pop.
4: Ooh, pop.
2: pop. <laughs> I think pop. I didn't. I'm, I didn't start saying soda until I came down, down down south. But I normally call yeah. it pop. Yeah,
1: I've lived down south
4: pop, my yeah. whole life, and I've never heard of soda. Like I've heard my dad say soda water before when talking about a Sprite. But other than that, we've only said pop. Right. <laughs> really? Oh my
5: gosh, Chandra, you're the only one I know that. That's southern and says pop. Everyone corrects me and laughs at me and says it's soda. No, they're lying to you. Or I hate when they
0: call it Coke. Have you you guys Mm -hmm. heard
6: people call it Coke? Oh, yeah. Some Uh, people just call everything Coke. coke.
0: (laughs)
5: And yeah, everything so Coke is a Coke specific item to, to me. Brand.
0: <laughs> right. If they ask you what you want and you say Coke, and then they say what kind, I look at them like they're crazy. I'm like, Duh, I already <laughs> said Coke. Like,
6: right. <laughs> well, that's that's a brand name marketing. Think think of it. Okay. What do you call the the little things that you put on like your scratches? I'm just gonna do an experiment here. Like, if you have a scratch or something, it's bleeding. You clean it up, what do you put? Oh a band.
4: (laughs) A band-aid. It's not called a (laughs) band-aid, that's the brand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the brand name. It's not really a band-aid.
6: No, it's an adhesive bandage. That's
4: what it is. Wow. wow. I was today years old.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Band
6: Aid is is a brand owned by Johnson and Johnson. It's just a, a household name.
0: I never thought of it like that.
6: I, didn't I knew know. Kleenex
5: was like that, but I didn't know Band-Aid
0: was like that. I was saying we have to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, so, if we have anyone listening that needs to, or that would like to call in with questions or comments, give us a call at nine one seven eight eight nine eight zero seven
1: eight. I'm jumping in with my clothes on.
3: Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Listen
3: and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive.
4: Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry. forgot one last thing.
0: When someone being bullied online, you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes,
3: but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse.
6: I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben Hasmama. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, Exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre diabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse.
7: The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group, gender wise and racially, that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for No Sleep, Shattering Millennial Misconceptions.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Just a reminder that our lines are open for the rest of the show, 917 889 8078. If anyone has any comments to call in with, um, I want to check with you guys and make sure or see if you had anything that you wanted to add because I thought it was really interesting uh, when you had brought that up about the Kleenex and the, the Band Aids. And now I'm thinking about Q Tips and I'm wondering if that's a brand or if
4: Oh man!
0: <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. It just popped in my head when I was talking.
1: I now think that cotton, cotton swabs. Believe it is.
4: Then we've been calling them Q-tips. My what whole is, mind has been blown. Swabs? Cotton swabs.
0: I think you might be so ruffled right. a cotton
1: tip. Playing with emotions put out put here, you are.
4: They are. They really are. I wasn't ready for this today. Y'all didn't tell me we were going to go into, like, branding today. That's
2: what they've been doing. You know, we just start talking, we just get into whatever.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's so clever, though. I can't quit thinking about it. I'm like, what else is a lie?
1: Right.
2: (laughs) That meat is good for you.
5: That, that's <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm. What is your favorite vegan dish then? That you so your favorite vegan dish that a lot of people put meat in. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. a
5: substitute that no one would know, you know, is veganized.
2: Ah. Uh, Okay, so I can't be specific on which dish that I can, like, substitute without meat because all my – the dishes that I eat now are meals that I've never eaten, even when I was eating meat.
1: Mm. Ooh,
2: you You really need to do a cookbook. (laughs) So I can eat – oh, man. So there's two meals that I like to cook um, that are – and actually three, because I just added another one. So these three meals. So <laughs> one of them is the quinoa. Okay. so some quinoa with peppers, onions, tomatoes. Uh, sometimes I include mushrooms. Seasoned up. Very nice uh, meal. Mm. Um, full of pro- full of protein because if you ever research quinoa, it has all. It, it, it's it's complete protein, it has, all protein. Has, it. all, has all nine essential. I know that. Has all nine essential amino acids. Um, so your body is packed. Huh. You having a very nutritious meal with that one, including the vegetables. So that that meal. Um, also, I learned how to make home fries without using potatoes, but using green bananas. So. Uh, oh, those that, are
4: so good.
2: That has to be like Wait, my goal. Like,
4: is that what oh. you call hash browns?
2: Uh, home fries. Yeah,
4: our home fries hash browns.
2: Uh, they both no, made No, no, no. They're normally different. made from potatoes, but home okay. fries more like diced up potatoes, kind of thing. Yeah. Like cute potatoes. Does it uh-huh. taste like? Does it taste like
0: plantain?
2: No, like, see, that's my well, little flat thing. man. One of these days, we're gonna have like a, a meet and greet session. And I'm gonna bring that to all of y'all <laughs> so y'all can taste it. <laughs> I'm
1: down.
2: <laughs> Seriously, but that one, and my last one was I learned how to make a vegan omelet. And this thing, listen, I, I, I've had my family members try this one out, and they were just <laughs> in awe. Like wow, that Is thing tastes tofu? pretty good. No, yeah, I'm serious, How did you? Not the <laughs> it's it's I'm trying batter.
1: to make this in the morning. <laughs> right. Oh,
2: oh man, I'm shouting them out. I'm shouting them out because the guy that I follow on YouTube, Ty's Conscious Kitchen, he um he makes these dishes and I just go ahead and finesse them my way to and with my seasoning and everything, give it my touch. But he was definitely inspired, you know me to go ahead and start doing some cooking in the kitchen. So if you ever get the opportunity to check him out on YouTube, You're going your mind is just going to be overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge this individual has when it comes to cooking these vegan meals. But the batter that I use to make uh, the omelet is from, chick, from garbanzo bean flour, so chickpea flour. <gasps> oh,
1: hmm. okay.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And you season it. You just you add just seasonings, you know. I just do sea salt, uh, onion powder, uh, oregano, and basil, and uh, pretty much put, same way that you make an omelet. I will add well, I will add water to that batter to make to bring the uh, right consistency, and then put me some tomatoes, peppers, onions into a pan, cook with uh, some grapeseed oil, um, mm-hmm. and. And and add in the batter, you know, and once once I feel that it is ready on one side, I flip it over. It's it that that omelet is something else. Yeah. You're gonna blow people away once you really learn how to make it.
0: So I'm not What's gonna the guy's lie, name i used said? Say it again. <laughs> What's
5: the guy's name that you follow on YouTube?
2: Oh, oh Ty's Conscious Kitchen. That's t y S Conscious Kitchen.
5: Okay,
0: so, cool. I'm not going to lie. I already pulled it up, and I see alkaline Brenda <laughs> Oliver. So
4: I'm going to assume
1: yes. that he's all, like all Dr. Sebi, middles, huh? All, all <laughs> of his meals are
2: from Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide. That does. Who I is
4: know. it, Dr. Sebi? How do you spell Sebi?
2: Sebi, so oh, it's S-E-B-I.
0: S-E-B-I, S-E-B-I. And you should yep. totally check him out.
4: S-E-B-I. E B R. Y'all
0: might have me eating right by the end of the week. Thank y'all for this. <laughs> have you ever have you ever read Dick Gregory's cookbook?
4: Oh, no, I, I have not. But I know no, I heard I his daughter talk about how they had to grow up eating a vegan lifestyle and how that was a transition for them. Yeah. But tell his, tell us about his cookbook.
0: <laughs> it's actually it's very, very similar to Dr. Spadey's approach. He's about high alkaline foods, I believe. And um, he has a, it's like a 400-page cookbook. or It's like oh, really, wow. really, really, really thick that he has. And he's all into the vegan diet
4: and feeling your body. So, what's the importance of alkaline? Why alkaline?
6: Well, it balances the pH in your body. And cancer cells can't grow if your your body is, you know, at its optimum pH balance. Well, at least that's my understanding. I did not that. know that. My wife and I, we only drink alkaline water. And it, you'll feel the difference. You'll feel the difference. Oh, yeah.
4: I've, I've definitely had it before, and I felt a difference in my body. But I didn't know, like, what, the, like, what health benefits that that had. That's really interesting. I had no idea. Yeah.
1: Well, we only have I a couple
0: more minutes. No, go ahead.
5: Sorry, I don't think I've ever had alkaline water. I'll have to try that.
2: Spring water. Oh, it's really yeah. Alkaline spring water. Ah, I, I, I stay away from the... Because, uh, you know, they, some of them go through ionization process where, you know, alkaline mm-hmm. the water and everything, but... I'm going with the ones that are just alkaline, just from the earth.
4: Hmm. Nice. That's
0: awesome. All right, guys, it looks like we're about out of time next week. uh, We have Christmas, and our show would fall on the day after Christmas. So we'll actually be back on January 2nd. So everyone have a very safe and great Christmas. And just to remind all of our listeners, you can always catch up on our past shows at blogtalkradio.com slash cwrtalkradio. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Does anyone else have anything that they want to add before we sign off?
3: Nah, Happy holidays.
0: Have a good holiday. Blessings. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone.